When's the last time you changed uh, anything about your home's documents? Would you check the documents? Do you check your home's title to see if it's safe and sound? Probably not, uh, because most victims of home title theft don't know that they're a victim. This is an issue. Of course, obviously, you need to do something about this, and home title lock is the solution. There's one homeowner who was uh, doing a uh, getting ready for a home remodel, and everything got shut down. She discovered her property wasn't in her name anymore, uh, which is kind of a problem. Uh, <laughs> the people doing the work are like, I don't think we're going to do the work on a house that's not even yours. A criminal had forged the deed to her home and had taken over as the new owner, and now she's having to fight to get her home back. Your home, your property, your equity are your most valuable assets, and Home Title Lock can help you protect them. Home Title Lock puts a shield around your home's title. The instant they detect activity or tampering, they help shut it down fast. Uh, first things first, you need to verify that this hasn't already happened to you because a lot of times it does happen and it takes months and months and months before you even realize it. Uh, so go to HomeTitleLock.com, HomeTitleLock.com. Use the code BECK when you're there. You will get 30 risk-free days of protection with that code BECK. HomeTitleLock.com, the code is BECK. We have uh, the former president on the show today, among many other twists and turns. It's the Glenn Beck Program, starts here in just a second. Number 45, the President of the United States, Donald Trump, joins me on today's program for a one-on-one. We begin in 60 seconds. Unless your dog gets to stare at a menu and pick out what he wants to eat every night. I mean, most dogs don't do that, but I'm sure there's somebody in New York in a very high-priced apartment that is like, what would you like for dinner? Uh, You want him to be happy and healthy. You're going to make sure that he's eating something that he likes, something that's good for him at the same time. This is why I started feeding Uno rough greens. Now, when I say I was feeding Uno rough greens, I don't mean actually feeding him rough greens. He had the same food that he always had. But I put something yummy on top because I'm a little like a freshman and I like I'll have a sauce on top. Except it's it's not actually a sauce. It's something you sprinkle on the dog's food. It would not happen like that in France. Naturopathic Dr. Dennis Black uh, created this, and he reminds you that brown food is dead food. Greens are what you need. I hate this. It sounds like my wife every day. If it's healthy for your dog, it's probably in Rough Greens. Roughgreens.com slash Beck or call 833-GLEN-33. They're going to give you your first trial bag for free. 833-GLEN-33. 833-GLEN-33 or roughgreens.com slash Beck. Okay, well, let's see. Uh, yesterday, we found out that uh, Donald Trump's federal election interference trial in Washington, D.C. is uh, set for March 4th. 
which is one day before Super Tuesday, in which Donald Trump is running for nomination to have a second term, which would make this election interference, which might make the election interference trial a little, I don't know, ironic. Are you talking about the coincidence on the calendar <laughs> that this thing just happened? Yeah, yeah, unbelievable. I you're am. saying they did that intentionally? I, wait, you are know. you wait? You're trying to accuse uh-huh. the courts? Yes, of pu- placing this trial one day before the biggest day yeah. of the primary for some intentional reason. Yeah, like they know, they knew that was the day. I, they I put know. it right yeah, there. I know it's crazy, right? Come but on. I know they just actually open up the calendar and they close their eyes. They're like, this one. Yeah. And then they looked and they're like, day before Super Tuesday. What a coincidence. Oh, my. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, then the uh, defamation lawsuit uh, brought by uh, Gene Carroll um, is set to go to trial on January 15th, coinciding with the first in the nation, Iowa Republican presidential caucus. So again, a wild coincidence. It's really strange. It's strange. It's really strange. Out of all of the days. Yeah. Now, by the way, the breakdown on this is 10% of the delegates in the primary will be awarded before the trial. Mm-hmm. Uh, during the trial, 65 to 71 percent of delegates mm. will be awarded during the trial. Wow, during the trial. And then the last 19 to 26 that is, after the trial. That's crazy, isn't yeah. it? Mm-hmm. It's crazy. What a coincidence. That's so weird. So weird. Now, the trial in uh, the documents case on Trump is set to begin on May 20th in Florida. Uh, and that's the day that uh, Maryland and West Virginia are slated to hold their primaries. <laughs> a few more in Idaho, Kentucky, and Oregon have their schedule just uh, just the next day. Just the next day. Yeah. So, and I think too, like, to correct me if you're different, Glenn, but mm-hmm. my expectation for our system, right, mm-hmm. would be that this is totally blind, right? Like they would just it would have nothing to do with the primaries. They would not place these. That's what I would want, or that's what I, I would want. What I would yeah. aspire to, but uh-huh. I actually think I was thinking about this a little bit this morning, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. in that I actually think my 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 aspirations should be higher than that. Mm-hmm. In that they should be intentionally avoiding this. Yes, like they should actually yes. go out of well, their way to make saying, sure. Are you saying they? Not, are you saying they didn't do that because the Fulton? Uh, uh, Fulton County District Attorney Mm -hmm. has uh, picked another day for the start of her trial. Okay. Uh, And um, and that's March 4th, which is... um, Wait, that's... Hmm? The same date now selected for the federal election case. Yes, that's, that's the same. That's yes, the day before yes. Super Tuesday. Right, and and a week before Georgia's primary on uh, March twelfth. So, other than that, Stu, I mean, what are you saying exactly? That I'm saying they should have gone out <laughs> yeah. of their way to avoid. Like, well, Trump said uh, mm-hmm. this needs to start after the presidency. Yeah, he wanted 2026. Yeah, initially, and, correct. And then, of course, obviously, if he was president, it would be delayed till it, you know 2029. Um, yeah which again okay yeah Yeah, i'm fine with that Uh, you know there's a lot to go through Mm -hmm. um if you wanted to place it 
I mean, maybe you could argue you could place it in between the primary. I don't even you know think. What's so again, like none of this, this should not be the way this works. Yeah. yeah. The founders had a couple of different ways uh-huh. that this would work. Okay. Number one, like they said, hey, what if people just decided who they wanted to vote for? That was one way. That they was decided. one way. Yeah. Another yeah, thing yeah. they decided was, uh, hey, if you want to go through a, a process like this, you use impeachment. Yes. For a public official. Yes. Because everyone knew mm-hmm. if you were just able to use the... The laws of the land against mm. your political opponents, it would it would, it would be, be bad. bad. It it would people be, would manipulate yeah. it mm-hmm. because they'd want they'd have a secondary thought. It wouldn't yeah. just be justice is blind. Right. It would be, hey, my political opponent, I want them to lose. We should use you know, the laws against them. You know, I think justice is uh is not only blind, but deaf and dumb. And I mean dumb, you know, the like like dummy dumb. Okay. Dumb dumb. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um because mm-hmm. uh it's weird. Um they they're claiming that they won the election. This is this is the Fulton case. They, but Donald Trump said that he won the election, but then they did a recount, and he still said, "I won the election." Mm-hmm. And there's no way he could have believed that because they already did a recount, which reminds me of <laughs> Stacey Abram, uh, George oh uh, George Bush. I mean. You know, I, I've seen the recount thing happen before, and um, and then I've seen Democrats say, you know, no, I was elected, and this so, was fraudulent, and uh, it, they didn't go to jail. That's I, weird. I watched a clip recently online. It was five straight minutes of just one to two sentence uh, denials of, yeah. of Democrats mm-hmm. losing elections. Now, of course, we know they do that. That's not. I mean, I don't aspire to be like Stacey Abrams. No, I, that's not <laughs> no. something anyone no. should aspire to. No. But he does have the right to think the opposite of what everyone's telling him. Like, yeah, they're, otherwise, they're, we have to have mind readers. In these cases, they're like, uh, we know Donald Trump knew he lost the election because all these people around him who he currently hates told him so. That's right. So, well, okay. <laughs> I, you know, like, I, all right. right. Uh, As the walls were closing in and he realized, I've been betrayed by everyone, those people came in and said, <laughs> no, sir. You didn't win. Oh, okay. That makes a lot of sense. Now, if you're if you're talking about any of this, you of course are on a list, I'm sure. Now there is a story circulating online that Google is banning independent media from search results. That is coming. My staff and I have looked into this claim for 2 weeks and we cannot verify any of that. And we'd really like to know because we're an independent media source and Google stops using, uh, you know, blocks us on search. And that's kind of a problem. But our research brought us back to a Google initiative that launched in 2017 called the Data Commons Project. Now, their goal is to organize and standardize data and make it available to consumers, journalists, policymakers and researchers. <gasps> they said this data is revolutionary. And it can be used to solve pressing problems like climate change. Hmm. Now, that's an important thing. Use to solve pressing problems like climate change. Why do I say that's important? Well, because I wonder if this new algorithm and this new group will give you stories like this from just the news. More than 1,600 scientists have declared the climate emergency a myth. They have just signed a declaration stating that there is no climate emergency and they strongly oppose the harmful and unrealistic net zero CO2 policy being pushed across the globe. 
The declaration does not deny the harmful effect of greenhouse gases, but instead challenges the hysteria brought out about our imminent doom. The declaration put together by the Global Climate Intelligence Group. Now, who is that? It's got to be a big oil. Well, no, actually, it's um, it's a group that urges climate science should be less political while climate policy should be more scientific. It is an independent foundation that operates in the fields of climate change and climate policy. It was founded in 2019 by Emeritus Professor of Geophysics, Goose Burkhout, and scientist journalist Marcel Kroc. They say the 1,609 scientists who have signed the declaration, including two Nobel Prize winners, Dr. John F. Clauser, winner of the 2022 Nobel Prize in Physics, um, said that um, misguided climate scientists, uh, science has metastasized into massive shock journalistic pseudoscience. In turn, the pseudoscience has become a scapegoat for a wide variety of other unrelated ills. It has been promoted and extended by similarly misguided business marketing agents, politicians, journalists, government agencies, and environmentalists, and it needs to stop. Now, no word if they, because I don't really take this seriously. I mean, yes, they've got a couple of Nobel Prize winning scientists, uh, you know, at the top of the list there. But do they have Bill Nye, the science guy? I don't know. I don't know. But, you know, because he really he's on TV a lot telling us what we should know about climate. And the more you're on TV, the more true your science gets, right? Amen, brother. Okay, so not sure if this data is truly revolutionary and would help solve the pressing problems like climate change, because the science isn't settled. Google is hardly unbiased, and you know that. I don't expect their data to be unbiased either, and neither should you. But we couldn't find that they were censoring um, sources like ours. However, just yesterday during the program, I reached out um, because I wanted more detail on the embarrassing Bidenomics whiteboard video on Google. And so during the show, one of my producers shot a message to her and I said, hey, can you get the, uh, the details on this? So she typed in Bidenomics whiteboard video. Now, let me show you the full screen here. This is what the full screen said from Google. If you're watching screenshot here at the top of the page, it says it looks like the results below are changing quickly. If this topic is new, it can sometimes take time for reliable sources to publish information. Check the source. Are you sure they're trusted on this topic? Come back later because other sources may have more information on this topic in a few hours or days. Now, nothing about Joe Biden is fast moving. Nothing about this whiteboard was fast moving. Social media had a whole buttload of memes out about it, but that's not what we asked for. We asked for the video. So what search results were changing quickly? This is a video that the White House put out. What reliable sources are we waiting for? And what does that even mean? 
So we did the same thing. We went to Yahoo and looked for Bidenomics. We went to Bing, Bidenomics. We went to DuckDuckGo and Bidenomics. Um, Yeah, none of them issued a warning before the search results. Only Google. Now, this is information interference. It's subtle. Google didn't outright prevent my producer from finding the video she was looking for. But it did try to plant the seeds of doubt that what she was about to see may not be true. The problem is Google is the number one search engine in the world. And they're trying to pass as an unbiased source. And you know they're not. The sensational stories grab our attention. Google censors independent media. But the threat is actually much, much more subtle. Every day, online, there is a battle for your thoughts. How many of us turn to Google as like the magic eight ball, looking for answers? These answers start to shape our sense of reality, usually without any of us knowing. Google may not be outright banning dissidents, but they are manipulating us. You know that. Just a quick reminder not to take the bait. Do we have do we have uh, the first cut from uh, yesterday? I think it was um, looking for the um, the black mirror uh, cut. There was another story. There was another story. See if they have it. It was from yesterday, the day before. Um, There was another story that was out about Zoom. And Zoom changed their, um, their, you know, what, what do you call it? Their, their agreement. You know, if you want to use Zoom, you have to agree. Click here. You know, read. You're not reading it. Click here. I want to show you what they came out with, and then later said, "Oh no, that no, that we we uh, we're changing that a little bit," and I'll show you why. But this is where their mindset is. We'll do that in 60 seconds. Let's say you have a credit card right now with a balance of $10,000 and you're making the minimum payment faithfully every month. How long is that going to take you to pay off? Eight and a half years. Eight and a half years. This message from American Financing. American Financing, NMLS 182334, www.nmlsconsumeraccess.org. Now, eight and a half years doesn't even include the extra fees from compounding interest. Look, you can't let something like this happen to you, so please give American Financing a call today. Find out how your home equity could help pay that balance off faster. You could be saving upwards to $700 a month, maybe more, and it could happen in, in as little as 10 days. If you have debts that you're worried about, which is right now pretty much any debt, you can't afford not to call just to see if it's right for you. It may not be. We know anything is good for the banks, but that's American financing. That's what they're actually doing. They're trying to keep the the bank's mission uh, off the table for you. They work for you. Delay a couple of payments, even if your credit isn't the best, call them. They have credit care team that might be able to help you with that as well, and that service is free. Do yourself a financial favor today. Call American Financing at 800-906-2440 or go to AmericanFinancing.net. 10 seconds, station ID. (laughs) 
So what's really strange is uh, how much parody and art is coming true today. Um, if you watch the series Black Mirror, there's a couple of them that are absolutely must-watches. One of them is uh, about a woman who experiences a credit score and what it's like when your your uh, ESG score goes awry. And it is it should frighten every American. It should have them say, "Okay, we got to stop that right now." It seemed crazy when it first came out, and now we have ESG scores. The next thing that they were talking about uh, was, I think it was this season. I think it's the first episode of this season. Joan is awful. Mm -hmm. I think it's called. Yes, the first one this season. And uh, Zoom just came out with an update to their agreement. And if you didn't read it, you should have read it. Um, It says in there that they can take your likeness, your conversation, all of it, all of it, and use it any way they want. Uh, now, when they said that, it was like, well, wait, hold it. What? What is that? No, I don't think so. It became their property. Now, they've come out since and said, well, we're, we're not going to use AI to make stuff up. And we'll alert you if we do. Oh, okay. I want you to listen to a scene where in Joan is awful, where she realizes that her life has been made into a TV series and it's, they're just monitoring her every move because she's on social media. Here's her meeting with her attorney. I am Roman Catholic. My grandmother Rosa was going to be a nun. She might die when she sees this. What right do they have to kill my abuela with this Deep, fake, heretic abomination. Your image rights agreement with Streambury, it's uh, page 39, paragraph A, specifically covers any acts or behaviors Joan may exhibit up to, including, and beyond defecation. Beyond defecation? Beyond, that's what it says. You know I don't read this crap. I am a dyslexic, talented actress with questionable English. That's why I overpaid you to okay. protect me. What can you do to erase this image from every machine in the world? <clears throat> Nothing. Okay, so this is Selma Hayek, obviously, and she plays Joan. She becomes upset because Joan just starts to do awful, awful things to get Selma Hayek to stop playing her. But Selma Hayek isn't playing her. It's an AI contract and it's mm. it's imaging her and it's taking everything Joan did that day and rewriting it a little bit, making Joan look even worse. But it's her life. That's what Zoom was entering into, not saying that they were gonna do that, but they had the right to do that. Watch yourself on social media. Read the contracts. The program. Unfortunately, the case of the um, events of 9-11 didn't stop taking lives on, on, on 9-12. The generation that is growing up right now 
knows almost nothing about it. And when we forget, more lives will be lost. The Tunnel to Towers 9-11 Institute was formed specifically for this reason. They're helping educate kids from kindergarten through the 12th grade about one of the darkest days in our nation's history. Their nonfiction first-person accounts are told through videos and the Discovering Heroes book series. These are moving true stories that can help that generation of kids never forget. If you don't understand September 11th, you don't understand how we got here. They also have a mobile exhibit, a tractor-trailer, interactive museum with 9-11 artifacts. They even offer Russell F. Siller's uh, memorial scholarships for children of program recipients who are preparing for college. To never forget, we have to educate. Help them do this now. Donate to Tunnel2Towers, T2T.org. That's T, the number 2 T.org. Make sure to pick up Glenn's new book, Dark Future. It's available everywhere you get your books or at glennsnewbook.com. Welcome to the Glenn Beck program. I, I got an email from uh, Sabo, the street graffiti guy. <laughs> And he said, hey, I, I just uh, made something with uh, Donald Trump's mugshot. And here it is. Um, if you're watching, <laughs> if you're watching Blaze TV, you can. It's uh, the mugshot with Donald Trump, except he's got cornrows. And uh, it's a campaign ad. And it just says reelect corn pop. <laughs> One bad dude. I remember that guy from that really <laughs> terrible story uh, that uh, well, Joe Biden told. Which terrible story because Corn Pop was such a bad dude? Or such was, a, yeah. Or was it because that's the story that uh, came right out of and the little black children were petting my legs? Yeah. So that yeah. part was the yeah. disturbing part. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Corn Pop. Uh, you know, we never met Corn Pop. Uh, is Are you saying that Donald Trump may not be Corn Pop? I don't know. I don't know. I not be surprised but uh re-elect corn pop one bad dude i'm trying to convince the blaze to you know they're they're you know they're cautious you know mm-hmm, obviously sure. mm-hmm. uh but uh i i i'd wear that t-shirt <laughs> i would wear that t-shirt it's uh yeah because it's uh donald trump sort not exactly his mugshot but close to his mugshot yeah there's some alterations an artist, yeah an artist an artist rendering rendering of it uh, yeah and then and, some uh, with some alterations cornrows uh that's really pretty much that's really pretty much it it's uh it's just that so you know we got that uh we got that going for us got that going for us now there is a uh an article that was written by emmy uh emma joe morris that i think is worth uh reading verbatim listen to this leading up to the 2024 election There are a number of pressing issues Americans will consider. Rampant illegal immigration, skyrocketing inflation, the price of living, violent crime marring cities. But those issues are now against the backdrop of a palpable shift towards authoritarianism. And a vote for Trump in 2024 will be a vote of defiance. She writes, this is not the personal endorsement of the author, but a statement of what the author believes to be fact for countless Americans. The American people have been watching over the years as the government authoritarian tendencies have been revealed. 
First through coronavirus lockdowns and vaccine mandates. Then the vast and coordinated censorship of the New York Post's laptop from hell reporting. And now multiple indictments against the former president, Donald Trump, with a jarring image of his mugshot being released to the public on Thursday. At the beginning of 2020, purportedly free people were told they were not allowed to go to work. They couldn't go to church. Their children weren't allowed to go to school. They were going to be barred from playing outside in parks because the experts claimed these activities were too dangerous for American citizens based on now dubious and incomplete data. American citizens were made to cover their faces in public, a universal symbol of submission, even though there was no health-related justification for that edict other than particular rare masks in particular cases. American citizens had their movements tracked and their health information put in databases, measures that could have been lifted from any dystopian fiction. Corporate interests and power centers thrived while normal people suffered. But people, for the most part, kept their heads down and waited for the moment to pass. There are now indications that some or all of these measures may be reinstated come August the or autumn. The same year, the American people who were ostensibly have free speech rights were prevented from reading a series of news reports that were immediately relevant to their upcoming presidential election, describing an apparent scheme to peddle influence by one of the candidates. They would later learn that their government in coordination with some of the largest and most influential media and communication companies worked together to ensure that information would be censored in order to ensure the outcome of that election. See, this is what's really incredible. That affected the election, according to polls. People who voted for Joe Biden said, had they known, they wouldn't have voted for Joe Biden. And it was a 15-point swing. Now imagine what all of this stuff on Donald Trump is doing to him. Data would emerge that the goal was achieved, that censorship of these stories did secure the election, and votes were cast under false pretenses because of efforts of intelligence agencies. And again, corporate interests and power centers thrived, while normal people suffered. But still, people for the most part kept their heads down and waited for the moment to pass. Every time one of these incidents occurred, we lamented about how unprecedented the event was, but still went about our lives and waited for the moment to pass. This time, however, feels different. As the American people watch an escalation with the leader of the political opposition being hounded and threatened with jail and the death penalty. The escalation is indicating to the American public that going about our lives and waiting for the moment to pass is not going to work. It signals that every time we put our heads down, those in power see an opportunity to seize even more power. The bureaucratic establishment, the corporate establishment, the political establishment, while Trump was president and since, has been in a sustained effort to undermine him, attack us, and grow its power. And now Trump is emerging as the, if just symbolic, mechanism to counter that effort. Voting for Trump over other Republicans or over Biden won't necessarily be because of his policies. That will be the last thing on some voters' minds. 
it will be an act of defiance against our government and institutions that are openly oppressing people and information they deem threatening to their self-interest and self-preservation. In the release of Trump's mugshot, a photo that will go down in infamy, the election has been turned into a referendum on authoritarianism. The opposition started about being about closing the border and lowering infl- uh, inflation and alleviate the pressure on the working and middle class caused by the recklessness of the elites. But now the mandate has shifted and has become more general to restore freedom by decimating the establishment and the bureaucracy and the experts. The release of that photo on Thursday was evocative of flag burning. It had a visual assault on everything we know about this country and what it is to be and the desecration of everything this country has stood for. It had also transmitted a signal to the nation. This game is going to be a zero-sum game. That is from Emma Jo Morris, who I heed that warning. I think she's right. We are headed into very, very dangerous territory because we are entering the time now where only a strong man will be able to hold things together. Only a strong man will be able to promise you, I'm going to clean up the streets. I'm going to protect the dollar. You know, I'm going to win the war, all of these things. And that could go either way because one side is screaming that you got to stop the parents from complaining because they're hurting their kids by not letting them, you know, have their, their gender and their bodies mutilated. One side is, is saying that we have to shut any opposition up because they're slowing down the progress. One side is marching off to war. Well, the other side seems to be marching behind, but at least marching with to war. The other side is demanding truth and an end to this madness, absolute madness. Who's going to stop it? Now, I think that there are real ways that can be done constitutionally. But I warn you, there is going to come a time where even on our side, many will say, screw the Constitution. There are things we have to do. That is always trouble. Always a sign you don't want to be in that group. Please be aware of this. There are forces uh, on many fronts on the left who wants to destroy the Constitution and those now posing as the right, but they're not the right. They're the fascistic left In America, the choice is not right or left. It is either anarchy or complete control. Right now, the people that are in the driver's seat and the people coming up now in the right who are disguising themselves as conservatives do not wish to conserve. They wish to destroy. 
It's why there are those progressive Republicans that are so into war. There are many Republicans that don't speak out about the things going on with Donald Trump right now because they'd like those tools themselves. And if they could just get control of this system, why, then we'd be fixed. No, we'll still be as broken. But they want you to be angry so you lose all reason and you say it's too far gone. It's only too far gone when there is no one standing for the Constitution. It's only too far gone when all of the voices are saying the same thing. Get them. I have Donald Trump on today in hour three, and I'm really excited to talk to him um, because I, I've never seen anything like this, and we keep saying this every day, never seen anything like this. This is obviously a coordinated attack. How is he going to run a campaign and stay on the road when he's in court all the time? How is he planning on fighting um, if he gets in? They're not going to stop. They're not going to stop. What happens if he goes to jail? And does he have a solution for us? I mean, most people are really, truly struggling now. And it's just the beginning. The economy needs to be turned around. But all of the solutions that are currently being proposed are the exact opposite of what we need. Does he have hope for us? What is his path to hope? Donald Trump will join me uh, coming up on today's broadcast podcast. If you're pretty much like uh, everybody, um, you probably like to just be able to get into your car, start it up, go to work, and not think about your car. It is, it is a relentless problem when your car breaks down. It never, never is a good thing. Your car has other plans. And, uh, you know, you know, have no idea when something bad is going to happen. When you enroll with CarShield, you're getting protection plans that start as low as $100 a month, flexible month-to-month coverage, your choice of an ASE certified mechanic, 24-7 coast-to-coast roadside assistance, complimentary towing, rental car options. You also get no long-term contracts. CarShield administrator is going to handle the paperwork. And while we were talking about inflation, you're going to get a price lock guarantee. Your price will never, never go up. No matter how many claims you file, it'll never go up. No matter how many miles you put on your car. I've had CarShield for years. I trust them for covering my old trucks. I'm not left in the lurch. Call CarShield today. 800-227-6100. CarShield.com slash back. Save 20% or just use the promo code back. At 800-227-6100. The Glenn Beck Program.
Stu and I were just talking off the air about how close we are to the edge. And I want to tell you that I prayed really hard today um, on whether to give you a piece of advice or not. And I prayed really hard. Is this just me or do you want me to say this? And I, I, I don't, I just don't think it's right yet. I could be wrong, but I'm praying hard on something um, because we are knife's edge close. We are knife's edge close. Anything could happen. With the way Donald Trump is being treated, if they put him in jail, do you think people are going to react nicely to that? If... <laughs> If, God forbid, we haven't, thank God, have not had an assassination of anyone. But if there was an assassination, America is not the place we were even in the 1960s during all those assassinations. We're not those people right now. And we've got to become those people quickly. Yeah, it feels like we're very close to the edge and things spinning out of control. And we do not seem to have be connected to those sort of the you know principles that would restrain activity uh, that would overturn kind of what the country's built on. Imagine if imagine if there was an assassination and and the the streets were on fire on you know, from either side, right? From either side, the cries of "Make it stop!" would be exactly what anyone who wanted to be a, dis- a dictator would need. That's it. I mean, all of this stuff, they are poking and prodding because they need you to react that way because they're ready to shut it down. They're ready to take it away. That's how close we are. And you've added, you know, there's been multiple years of turmoil and strife and you know, upending people's lives and destroying them and you know, cities burned to the ground and lockdowns and all that pressure building for all of this time. You know, you throw together a, a terrible event like you're talking about or a financial collapse or, uh, you know, uh, any of it, any of it. Any you of know, it. that's really like the only thing that brings me any hope in that is just I have faith and I believe there are higher powers and we will need them. We're going to need them. We're going to need them. Pray for them. Pray for higher powers and the better angels in your friends and neighbors and speak peace and love every opportunity. Speak the truth, but speak it peacefully.